All right, hey everybody, this is Keith uh, with Socially In Tune, the podcast where we bring you the latest and greatest in social media. Um, we're going to be talking every week about everything that happened in the past week in social media. Um, I'm here with Tyler today, as always. Hey everyone, uh, as Keith just said, uh, my name is Tyler and I'll be co-hosting most of the, uh, all of them. All of the uh, episodes uh, yeah. for those of you who are new listening. Yep. Um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Instagram and how they are uh, coming out with a comment filter for all users, along with Snapchat cutting their city-based stories and ad blockers, forcing the big brands to come together and make a rule list for advertisers. And then turning around and selling advertising. Yes, then... <laughs> Which is pretty ironic, but we'll get into that in a minute. what you hear what do you think about Instagram? So before we jump into that, can you just briefly tell us what the comment filter is? Yeah, the comment filter is available to everyone. Any user who's posting anything, they have a preset list of words they consider offensive um, that you can choose, or you can create your own list. Like if you don't want to, so there's two two sides of it. Yeah, there's two sides. You get a preset one, or you can get. Yeah, or you could do both. You can get the preset, then you could add more as uh, you go along, and some aren't getting filtered out as you want them to. Um, right? Are you going to filter your comments? Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> I, it'd be interesting to see what gets filtered, but um, also the users don't see that um, their comments are being filtered. Right. They they just as far as they know, everything's all good because they don't get a notification and it doesn't disappear from their feed. It's just hidden from everyone. It's hidden from everybody else. And they they come back and they say, hey, look, at there's my comments still. So uh, Facebook already kind of does this with the hide feature. And it's really good for brands that just kind of want to ignore some certain messages, which a lot of companies do take that approach. You know, they'll be like, we just want to hide stuff. And um, I've never been a fan of just hiding things uh, just because if somebody's upset, if a customer's upset or something, uh, I, I do think that needs to be addressed. But in certain cases, I can see where that could be beneficial. Yeah, I think it'd be more beneficial as like an afterthought to uh, to like a post. Um, like if all of a sudden like you post something and everything's going good, and then like an unrelated like for no reason comment war breaks out on that post. Yeah. Like somehow like they connected it like four different ways, and like it really has nothing to do with what you right. posted. You can you have the option to. Yeah, you can just be like okay. Basically, words that are in this comment war are now hidden from everyone right. else. Right. It's going to be really interesting to see how like really big companies set up their filters because like, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be really advanced because you, you don't want to just filter out bad words. You, you want to filter them out in context. Um, you know, I think we were talking about that yesterday. If we said, um, you know, I'm not going to use an example, but, you know, there's certain words that are okay curse words that are okay to use in context, I, I believe. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, how they would set up like a context filter. Yeah. Would, uh, would they be able to go in and like kind of have like a team of people going in for posts and then like, like unhiding them? Well, I think it would be in conjunction with different words. So like if they said... You know, I really oh, like, like know. phrases, like like this phrase, is, yeah. this phrase containing this curse word is hidden, but like the curse word itself is not always hidden. 
Yeah, that would definitely that would definitely really work. Like anytime, yeah, exactly. So, because then you're just like then you're just cutting down on like like maybe just how people talk normally and they just kinda like add it exactly. to the comment. But they're not saying anything bad about it. They're just Yeah, but you know, um you know that phrase that uh, people were screaming in front of live television broadcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh like that. You don't want to filter that phrase. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So Instagram rolling out with comment filters doesn't seem, you know, out of doesn't seem out of this world to me. Seems like it was something that's been needed just because there's a bunch of douchebags on the internet also. Right. Yeah, there's absolutely a bunch of douchebags. So definitely some brands that are, you know, trying to have an honest page. They don't need that on their page. Right, right. And that's that's like I'm all for the creating your own list. My problem may come into the pre-created list that Instagram has because a lot of like smaller companies maybe don't want to put the time and yeah, they'll just put that in, but they haven't released what's on that list. That's a good point. Um, and they're not going to. They've announced they're not going to because they don't want people trying to figure out how to get around those right, lists. Right, right, right. Uh, but my problem is, it's like what's keeping Instagram from like selling words to like other brands and stuff like all of a sudden oh uh, yeah uh like like just an example this is never gonna happen but all of a sudden like coke is like buying up like they're like hey instagram i'll give you this much money to keep pepsi is better than coke at instagram hmm. that's an interesting point i don't think the filtration will get to that level because at that point, it's not necessarily a free community anymore. I think more so what the filtration is trying to do is filter bad words and, you know, things that are vulgar, so to say. Not necessarily, like, you know, if I have a shitty product and somebody goes out there and puts a, puts out a shitty review, like, my product, you know, hurts you. And somebody goes out there and puts a review out, and just because I have deep pockets, that shouldn't mean I could be able to go to Instagram and just be like, hey, no, all, you know, everybody that says... Just remove those comments. So I don't think it's uh, th- in that sense. I think it's in the sense of if somebody is a bad person and they're just like being mean, right? Or right. Like being yeah, that's shitty. A, that's absolutely what they're trying to do. Yeah. That's the goal. My, I, I just like the first thing I thought of was that question of what if, what if, yeah. what, what, when is that change? If that change is ever happening, and you never know, man. You never know. It, especially because they keep that list hidden. I don't know what's on that list, and uh, I don't know if I necessarily like everything they're trying to hide. Um, I mean, it, they they got the list from brands, from companies who are like, "Hey, yeah, I'm sure they, put they a got lot a lot of, lot of into feedback it. into it. These are just like these the most common." Yeah, right, right. Definitely, I'm sure they got a lot of feedback from that. Um, okay, let's move on to our second topic, which is, uh, you know, everybody's favorite, Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Snapchat uh, removing their 24-7 city-based uh, stories. Right. So, I can see why they did that. I'm not a huge Snapchat user. I know people who are huge Snapchat users, and, you know, when I talk to them, the stories for the cities didn't necessarily come into conversation. So I can see why they did that. And then the angle that they took, which, you know, let's back up a little bit. What they did was they took away certain 
stories for cities, live stories that were happening in cities. So if you go to New York, you would see things, different snaps. Yeah, just like what's going on in New York. Yeah, exactly. So they took that away from certain cities, and they're opening up paid live stories for certain large events. So now certain large events can come to Snapchat, pay money, and say, hey, we want you know a live, all the snaps coming out of our event, put them on to a live story. I don't think that's necessarily a bad move for Snapchat because number one, Snapchat has all—it's been trying to figure out ways to make money. It's an awesome platform. I, you know, I want them to do it. Um, and then on top of that, I myself personally was never too involved into the stories, and the people I know were never too involved in the city stories. Oh yeah, no, this is absolutely a great thing for Snapchat because I was looking at it, and they—they they got rid of it not nec- not just so they could have the paid event things but like nobody was clicking on it that that was their lowest clicked on feature on snapchat so, really yeah so it only makes sense to be like if nobody's watching totally, this yeah. what, why are we having it mm-hmm. and then they just happen to be like okay we'll release this to like this same setup feature to big events and stuff going to cities how much do you think they're going to charge did you do you know how much they charged in the beginning for um snapchat uh ads no just take a wild guess. One day. 24 hours. You remember when they were doing the movies? Movies were buying yeah. Snapchat ads. Do you know how much? Guess how much? If I'd guess for a 24 hour block, probably like $20,000, $30,000. Like per city for the. Seven, no, it's not per city. It's all across Snapchat. Oh, then. Oh. $750,000. Dang. That's yeah. a lot. No, they, for twenty four hours. Yeah, like, and brands had a big backlash and uh, was like, "Damn, Snapchat! Like, what is this?" But some brands did end up buying it, you know, as you saw. Um, but yeah, they they were charging that much. They actually took that away, so that's not a thing anymore. I don't know how their pricing model is based right now, but obviously they're trying to do new things. Oh uh, yeah, and they're definitely trying to find a way find a way to make money without just bombarding people with just ads all the time. Right. So this this event. Uh, the event stories is a great way to do that um, because they'll probably pay millions of dollars because like the event's probably not just going to be like a one day thing they're probably going to have like oh coming this weekend uh, and then like a casino yeah like a casino having a big event and then it's not necessarily advertising but what I want to see I, I don't necessarily know if it's a casino's event it, has, it would have to be a real special event because then anybody with a, some money can go and uh, put live stories up and buy a bunch of events, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you buy it by the region. So if I'm an event, I can say anybody viewing Snapchat from a region, what happened? No, I I think it actually is for the region. That's that's what they're yeah, replacing. Okay, okay. That's what they're replacing the city with. Like if you're in that, like we we can't see what's going on in the 24/7 New York, right? Uh, story, but now, like, if a big event's going on in New York, uh, instead of having the twenty four seven, just all things that they kind of put up for New York, it'll be that event, and it'll be paid. Yeah, it'll be paid, and it'll definitely work out for Snapchat, and it'll be—I think it'll be really good advertising for whichever company pays for it, 
because it's not going to be like a I don't think it'll be a set like ad that they create mm-hmm. I think they'll just pay for the story agreed and then people at those events are yeah, looking we'll forward to those events they'll pay for the opportunity to be there yeah and then and then you're just looking at people having fun at an event great advertising for the company uh, you're not looking at um, mm-hmm. just pre-made ads yeah Snapchat's doing some really interesting stuff but yeah, so getting rid of city-based feeds, um, not completely, but in certain cities, and opening up the market for allowing big events to purchase stories across Snapchat. I think that's big. Yeah, and it's actually... Um, for events, big for events. Yeah, for big events, and it's actually for, uh, according to uh, eMarketer, um, they're predicting Snapchat to actually get a fifty percent increase in their uh, in their worth. They're they're predicted to go from three hundred sixty six million. Not to, because of this one move. No, no, no that all the moves they've been making up yeah, that we've been talking moves. about for the it's last chess games uh, to almost a billion dollars in twenty seventeen. So they are definitely they're making changes. Yeah, I like it. Like to try to help out everybody, and it's definitely working out for them. Yeah, I like it. I like I like what Snapchat's been doing. Um, I'm behind them 100%. All right, so let's talk about the next thing. Enough about Snapchat. I feel like Snapchat comes up in our conversation every week because they're doing something new every week. Oh yeah, they're they are absolutely just hitting that exponential growth right now. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so number three, ad blockers. Okay, ad blockers. Get this. Are so okay, well, I'll have to get to the details of this, but get this: ad blockers are now selling ads. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay, that's, that's just crazy. Can you help me understand what's going on? Oh, it's a- absolutely awesome for like ad blockers, like the the companies making the ad blockers. Do you have ad blocker? No. Well, okay, so I do turn, have I, ad I do have an ad blocker, but I turn it on and off. Okay, but I'm most gonna... of the time it's off because I like looking at ads. I'm an advertiser. Yeah, yeah, that. Definitely makes sense. I've got Adblock Plus on my computer. You bought Adblock? No, it's for free. Adblock Plus is free? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's why they're selling ads, because they have no revenue. Okay, why do you call it Plus, then? It's just Adblock. Oh, that's the company that makes it. Adblock. I, specifically, Adblock Plus is an Adblock okay. software. Gotcha. Or an extension on Chrome that I Yeah, have. yeah, that's what I... Okay, go go ahead. So, help, help... What is, ad, what is going on here? Um, so... Ad block or different ad blockers, uh, they're they're scaring big advertising because they're blocking so much, and they're not blocking everything. They're blocking like a set of like over you like using an ad too many times on one page. They'll block like so many. They'll let so many through and then block the rest. Mm-hmm. So you can't just like fill a page gotcha. with a certain ad. Or just like over ridiculous ads that just pop up and like you can't look at what's actually well, on the page. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what ad blockers for. That's like their main thing, um, and I definitely like that because they they don't already they don't block every ad. But now, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't block every ad. They have like a set list of rules, and the ad has to abide by those rules or it gets blocked. Gotcha. Um, but. Are you able to set? See, I'm not a big, I'm not huge on adblock, and some of our listeners are probably, you know, could also get educated. Are you able to go in and change settings and say, you know, I don't want adult ads or I don't want, um, you know, sound playing ads? 
No, it's 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 an on or off, yes or no, setup. Okay. You can't set like specific rules yourself. It's an, you either have it and you have it activated, or you don't have it activated and you see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're doing now and AdBlock Plus specifically is they're taking they're selling ads that they've already blocked. So that they're they're place basically when they block mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. on a website, you advertisers can now pay to replace that block with their ads meeting those specific rules. So so that's ad- But there has to be some sort of limit to that, right? Because I would assume as a company and then a user, you would start losing users quickly just because you blocked the actual fucking ad and then you replaced it with another ad. Yeah, that's a that's a big like backlash for AdBlock right now. They they're they're complaining because it's like, well, what's the point of even having you if you're just gonna replace it with another ad? So there, it it hasn't been released yet. So they're definitely when they get that final setup for the new replacement, mm-hmm. it's gonna have to be really subtle. It's going to have to be a subtle thing where, like, people basically, it's going to turn into instead of an ad block, a like ad controller. Gotcha. So, like, it'll still keep the really annoying way too much, like, pop ups just filling your screen, or like, you can't, or like, the actual content on the page is so small because ads are going up the side. Mm It's going to be an ad controller. I think AdBlock should have made money, and they might have. They might have raised some raised some donations through their users, but I think AdBlock should have taken the Wikipedia approach, make get most of their funding from their users, not turn around and start selling advertising to brands, which is the number one thing that they said that. Um, yeah, yeah ad, AdBlock's now making ads. It's. Yeah, doesn't make sense. I'd like to read more about that. Um, Better ads brands promise. What does that say? AdBlock Plus now sell ads on Mashable.com. Okay. Um, So yeah, they definitely had to. They definitely had to do something. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because they've already announced it, so they can't not do it in some form. Right. But they can't just give advertisers free reign again. Right. And so I'm always hesitant to uh, hop on software uh, sometimes just because I never know what angle they're going into. But this is one of those that I am happy that I did not uh, jump on because, you know, I did. I never really used Adblock. I had it, didn't really use it, but I'm glad I didn't because now what... What do you need AdBlock for? Your blocker doesn't do anything different. Now, I understand it blocks annoying ads and stuff, and that's great, but most of those annoying ads that you're talking about are on websites that you shouldn't be on anyway. Okay? So. Right, right. That's, there's a. But that, you know, that's obviously a joke, but AdBlock, I'm not a huge fan just because I love advertising, don't like annoying advertising. It's interesting now that they're selling ads. I don't know how to tech necessarily feel about it. So what we're going to do is move on to the next topic. Yeah, and this is very much related to the like ad blockers selling ads. Big companies uh, are like such as Google, Facebook, 
uh, Procter and Gamble, a bunch of big companies are coming together to create their own set of rules for advertisers, and they're going to try to make it a like the advertisers a, initiative. Yeah, the advertisers initiative trying to create a big like this is the format you need to stick to mm-hmm. because. They, they've started to realize that really? just having free reign and like just doing a bunch of stuff with advertising, they're not getting as much as they would have normally. They're not getting as much like FaceTime with their So customers. they plan to set a, set a specific standards to which all ads must abide based on feedback from consumers and markets. Right. And that's, that's pretty much what Adblocker is do, was right. doing, but they're... Advertisers it's kind of like the Geneva code for advertising. Right. right. I like that. It, a lot. Oh, yeah. And it's, it definitely works because they're basically going to be like, okay, ad block, you can't block any of our stuff now because we are abiding by yeah. our own rules. So big advertisers are going to abide by those rules, but this is the internet, man. Like oh, I, yeah, I came up on like underground internet marketing type stuff, and there's no stopping that. Like They did not give a F about oh, anything. Yeah. They well, are for the clicks and the conversions. That's all they care about. Oh yeah, but it's it's not going to work for them because that that's what that's what I think is going to happen is like these big marketing companies are going to start partnering up with AdBlock Plus and these other things and be like, okay, they're basically going to negotiate a list of rules and be like, okay, if we all follow these rules, you won't block us. Now, anybody who doesn't abide by those rules gets blocked. And by next year, 30% of uh, people using the internet are going to have ad block. That's a huge... 30%. That's a, that's a big group of people that, it is, will never see, that will never see your ad if you don't abide that by That is a big group, especially depending on which market is, it is most prominent in. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, I'd be interested to see what ad block does with that. Um, not too excited about it, but you know we'll have to see how it unravels. Yeah, ab- nobody's excited about it. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. So our last topic, which is pr- a pretty interesting one, while we were researching this, we came across some facts that we didn't know about. Um, Instagram is redesigning their call to action button to help gaming brands get more app installs. Right. So they're redesigning their app. Okay, to help gaming companies get more installs. So what now, that's that, how how exactly are they redesigning it? Like what what are they doing? So they're they're making very subtle changes in the design. Um, I wish I could show you guys, you know, kind of how it looked in the past and what it looks like now. But if you can kind of envision Instagram, the call to action button is moving locations. You know, we'll have to put a link in uh, the bottom of this where they can go and read more. Um, yeah, I'll put a detail. link in the uh, description. Yeah, we'll put a link as far as what you can see as the ad. But all they're doing is they're changing the uh, location button of the actual call to action. And they've been testing this for some point now, okay? And they did a test last month. And when they did a test, certain uh, gaming brands that were advertising through Instagram, their install rate, their click to install rate went up by 32% just because of the design change, just because of the um, change in the call to action button. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge difference. That 32% is huge. That, that must mean that like people must have like just not been paying attention 
right. to that call to action. Right, because of where it was placed. And that brings me to a, you know, a good point that I wanted to talk about today was a lot of companies today, you know, um, play design weak, so to say, especially in the market that we're in. We're in Mississippi. I'm not going to say that about other places. And we're, you know, we're, we're, our market is, um, it's advancing. Definitely it's advancing, but we have downplayed design the long, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Mississippi as an area is usually the last to kind of start changing things. And what, what do you mean by like weak? weekly things like every week uh companies have like a new design coming out that way people always see something new well i don't when did i say that you said uh, like weekly design so oh um okay i don't weekly design i don't think i oh no it's a week design what what time is it what time is the same thing 352 wait no not what time like on the recorder oh I'll just write that down. It I says like edit that. Twenty four thirty eight. Twenty four thirty eight. <laughs> you gonna edit this out? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna edit this out. Okay, well, look, we're good. We're back. We're we're good to go. Um, because I want to try to do as least editing as possible. You don't have to edit this. Nobody's gonna listen to this shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good for uh, in the future when we get really big. Like, listen yeah. to the third, listen to the beginning episode. Like, if anybody can find which episode. We didn't cut out. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, yeah, so 32% increase in installs because of a simple design change. That's major. Now, I want to talk about another fact real quick. I was reading here. Let me see if I can find it. So Instagram's mobile app install ads already outperform those other formats when it comes to getting more clicks. So Instagram... I didn't, I didn't know that, and I would not... If I had to guess, I would not have picked Instagram... It's huge. I think it's talking about comparatively speaking because Facebook ads do drive a lot of app installs today, and it's major. But they're, I think they're talking about um, they're talking about the uh, a, per, in perspective, right? So like, um, there's a word for it when you talk about population in capita per capita. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what they're talking about. Um, but that's very interesting, you know. Uh, and did you know that Facebook even does A and B test across different uh, people? So like, I might see one thing and you might see another. Oh thing. yeah, I did. I did see that. Um, is Instagram doing that too? Like, just showing different things, different people. A lot of companies do. Yeah, I think based, A and B test. Yeah, based on uh, what people like, and they kind of like narrow it down. Like, what works for this? Like these people versus what works for these other people. Yeah, and they'll test. Like, yeah. you know, how do I react? How do you react? So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting, um, and the main reason I wanted to bring that point up because that's really not a big deal for most of our listeners, right? Most of our listeners, small business owners, um, you know, medium-sized brands, not necessarily gaming brands. I would say no. We probably maybe eventually will have a few gaming brands listen to us, but I don't think that's the point. I think the point behind all of this is the fact that. You can make small changes to your product or to your even just your ad or your design, and you can see significant improvements in, um, in, in improvements in things. And I think that spills over not only in you know product and uh, design and things, but I also think that spills over into your personal life. Like making minor improvements 
as you go along and you're trying to figure things out, can bring significant bring, results. Can bring a significant difference. Yeah, and it might not be an immediate change. Right. That's a that's a really good point. I didn't really think about that. The like, what does this like really mean? Like, what what is the Instagram like? Because that's a huge increase, thirty two percent. So just like the little changes, just trying to improve something, yeah, can make a huge difference. Huge difference. So I love it. That's a super exciting news for gaming brands. I like it because it's something new that's going on in Instagram. Um, I'd be, I'll, I'm interested to see what other formats they come out with in the future. Um, and that's gonna wrap. That's gonna wrap us up today. You know, there's a lot of interesting stuff that happened in this past week. Um, you know, we're definitely interested to see how AdBlock and all that rolls out. I'm probably going to see a drop in, uh, you know, uninstalls, an increase in uninstalls. I'm sorry. Um, so we'll be interested in uh, seeing that. Do you have any final thoughts on everything? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered it all. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode three of Socially In Tune. Uh, This is the podcast where we bring you the latest and greatest of social media the week prior so you don't have to spend the time knowing what's going on. Um, You can find me on Twitter, Keith Kakadia, at Keith Kakadia, K-A-K-A-D-I-A. And uh, do you have a a Twitter? Yeah, I have a Twitter, uh, Tyler Whitaker, Tyler underscore Whitaker, W-H-I-T-I-C-K-E-R. 